Welcome to The Final Things. I'm Lisa. This is Wes, and we are podcasting from the Members Only Lounge at the Cigar Lodge in Akron, Ohio. And today's topic is food. Yummy, yummy food. Food. Because it's the finer things. If you're doing it right, it is. I don't know if I'll lump Cheetos and stuff in there, but, you know, you do you. So what are you smoking right now? (sighs) I have... (laughs) Ah, uh, that's the answer right there. I have an OSOK. O-S-O-K. It stands for One Shot, One Kill. And, um, honestly, my first impression of this, it it's really hard. Like, it's a physically hard cigar. And it tastes like pickles. That's not necessarily what you want your cigars to taste like, even on a food episode. Even on a food episode. Pickles cigar. Pickles cigar. I'm drinking a Lagavulin um, 16. Good choice. I have the Nat Sherman Timeless Box Press Torpedo. Timeless Supreme. Nice. It's a uh, flavorful, dark, very dark, so it's going to have a little bit more uh, tobacco. Uh, oh, mine's pitch black. A little more nicotine and everything else like that. So, how's yours? How's my what? How's yours taste? I mean, you said pickles. Like pickles. Then... It's pitch black. It's hard. Not even necessarily a hard draw. It's a pretty easy draw. It's just the cigar is very solid. I have a gut feeling that by the end of the cigar, maybe about halfway through, it's going to have a lot of tar buildup and turn just... Vile. Vile. But I'll give it a shot. I have the monkey shoulder. Nice. Scotch. It's got a nice little fruity aromas. Very vanilla mellowness to it. So we'll see what happens with this Nat Sherman. It's a darker cigar, like I said. But as far as I'm concerned, it is delicious. So food. What's your... Go-to meal. Last right. meal, you're on death row. That's oh, obviously, that's a hard choice. That's, it's a tough choice. I mean, that yeah. might be exactly why I don't commit crimes that end me up on death row because just having to make that decision. A lot of fried chicken on death row. <laughs> a lot of yeah, fried chicken. I would not do that. Only because yeah, you know, I wouldn't be worried about a heart attack either. So <laughs> probably would not do fried chicken. Yeah, my uh, so the go-to meal that I really love uh, is uh, a steak. Mm-hmm. It'll be a nice porterhouse um, or T-bone, just depends on the mm-hmm. day. Grill it out with uh, crumbled blue cheese on top. Amen. And peppercorns. Yes. On the top, uh, I will pair that nicely with a baked potato and all the fixings, and a Caesar salad Ooh. to start, and then uh, some creme brulee for dessert. I mean, honestly, except for the creme brulee, I've started doing keto diet again, and so you're kind of describing exactly what I'm having for supper this evening. There you go. I'm having a nice steak. Yeah, I'm having some cauliflower mash. Not a lot of people like it, but I've kind of perfected the recipe, and I love it. And probably some mushrooms, definitely Caesar salad. That's that's dinner. It's the go-to meal. Yep. That's exactly it. So food... Is one of those things where everybody you have to eat, so everybody mm-hmm. enjoys it. So everybody's got a different flavor and every palate and everything else like that. So yeah, as far as the food is concerned, it's just like scotch, yep. it's just like cigars. You've got to, you've got to pair it with your mood. Uh, and that's, oh, absolutely. That's the whole idea. I mean, you just got to pair it with your mood. So now that the weather might be uh, finally agreeing with us now, uh, our food is. Well, I'm going to start early more for sure. Yeah, Pork chops, lamb. Chicken, steak, I mean, meat, beef, it's just, it's going to happen. Now, are you a gas or charcoal guy? I would love to do charcoal, but, but I do have, I have a gas grill because of the convenience. Sure. I, I just, it's the convenience for the gas. Uh, if I had, if I had my brother that I had all the time in the world, I would definitely do the charcoal grill. Because then you can sit outside, you can have a cigar while it's yeah. lighting up. Oh, yeah. Have a nice little scotch. All right, so how adventurous are you with food? Well, it depends. I mean, adventurous as in the type or mm-hmm. the, like your cauliflower mash, because I think that would be adventurous. 
And I suppose you're right. For a lot of people, they have in mind cauliflower is boring. It's not particularly tasty. It's ghost broccoli. And, you know, once you do it right, I... Now, how do you make this okay. cauliflower mat? Let's Easy walk, enough. Let's walk through what this is. You're going to steam it or boil it until it gets pretty soft. And then put a little bit of heavy cream in a blender, cracked peppercorn, um, salt. I do a little bit of parsley and then toss in the cauliflower. Any garlic. And hit frappe. Frappe. <laughs> just blend it until it's just like a mash. And I think it has a lot more character than a baked potato. Those are sort of flavorless. A lot of the flavor comes from all the stuff you put with the potato or even a mashed potato. You know, you can have a roasted garlic mashed potato, all the flavors from the roasted garlic. Cauliflower's got a little more character to it. And you've enjoyed it because you're on this keto diet. So what is, what is it? For those of us that don't know, what is the keto diet? I mean, what does that entail? It's keto. And keto. It's, See, there um, you go. It is high fat, high medium protein, very, 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 very low carb. So a lot of the time, like my go-to is I will have um, exactly the dinner I just described. Um, for lunch, maybe I'll have a... She's thinking about her meal planning right now. Like I'll have cottage cheese. I tend to like that. It's really simple and, you know, it's easy. It's an easy on-the-go kind of food for me. Um, just, so what, what makes you a foodie? What makes me a foodie what makes is you that foodie? I, not particularly on this diet, but I love to experience new cuisines, things I've never tried. Okay. I am game for almost anything. There are two foods that I will not eat. And other than that, what are they? <laughs> I will not do brains of any animal. The reason why <laughs> is they have prions, like the mad cow disease, that gets in there and it eats away your brain, and it doesn't show up for like ten years. It's just you can't detect it, you can't cook it out, you can't freeze it out. You're just gonna get screwed. And it doesn't happen for 10 years. It's not worth the risk to me. The second is blue eggs. And it's the ones that they have like a partially formed chicken in them. Ooh, that's I, weird. I can't dig into a hard-boiled egg and it's got a beak in there. I cannot <laughs> tackle can't, that. Can't uh, get over the psychological. If I find a feather in there, I'm out. And, you know, that's really fun. I can't. It's the only one I can't get over the psychological. I've eaten crickets. I've got some crickets in my pantry right now. I think they're um, barbecue flavored. A delicacy. Yeah. A delicacy. I found them in San Francisco, and I'm like, yeah, I'll try them. Why not? Why and, not? And part of foodie, though, is you got to know your culture. Mm-hmm. And then you got to know what you know, like, what kind of those textures and whatnot. Uh, I'm a steak and potato kind of guy. Uh, I mean, as far as my foodie is concerned, it, again, it goes to your attitude, it goes to your where you are in the day yeah. and everything else like that for lunch. Uh, you know, lunch and breakfast are different. Uh, I like deviled eggs. Love deviled like eggs. Deviled. It's so retro. I mean, I, you don't hear people cooking deviled eggs anymore, but I love them. I think they need to make a comeback. When I say deviled eggs, I mean they're traditional Deviled eggs. I know. Not the. I, I was at a uh, a function where they had deviled eggs, but they put um, they put celery in it. That's not okay. And no, they didn't tell anybody. I'm not a fan of celery. And that was their version of deviled eggs. So I roll over to the table thinking to myself, "Oh my god, that's a plate full of deviled eggs. I'm going to have <laughs> myself a deviled egg." And I, you know, I achieved a monster bite out of one doubled egg, and I go... You get hit with that That, and, you know, shooting it, and I'm going, that's not a doubled egg. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. That is, you know, you look at your plate, and I look, you know, I look at my plate, I'm like, this is not a doubled egg, but my eyes are like, yes, it is. And my mouth is like, no, it is not. Right. (laughs) Right. You You got got betrayed by your food. You're just confused. And I'm like, you know what? I'm out. Um, I do like doubled eggs. Um, (laughs) That's the... 
that's one of the foods. It, it, I won't want to say it's a delicacy, but it, it's one of those foods. It's that, not. It, it's so retro, though. What? Like, my parents' generation, oh, they were all about the deviled eggs. They had some weird stuff like aspic, which is cubed ham and unflavored gelatin. That's not food. That's disgusting and weird. I'd try it. I would not be happy. I went to too many... Spam. I went to too many Southern Baptist uh, after-church meetings and the old 70-year-old ladies are bringing all their aspect, and it's like... Mm, not so much. I'm good. Yeah, Thank and, you. And the food, I mean, like I said, food is also a, a very social thing. Especially Absolutely. You're going to a, you're going to a dinner party, you're going to a potluck, you're going to a... a, a a uh, picnic. Yeah. I mean, you've got all these different kinds of things, and you want to make sure that you you bring something alike that you know that everybody else will like, and you want to bring your, and this can help describe who you are and your yeah. attitude and everything else like that, because it, how much time do you want to put into it? Right. Because you can go big. I mean, there oh, yeah. are a ton of dishes that you can go big and then keep refrigerated or at least cultured until it's time to serve. I recently, I've talked about my daughter being in robotics, and not very long ago at all, we had a party where all of the parents and all of the kids, even the coach and his wife showed up, and one of the kids is from Arizona, makes this incredible hot sauce, and my daughter volunteered us to bring the meat, so we had like, because he makes the hot sauce, we had a Mexican-themed evening and it's just a potluck everybody brings something my daughter volunteered us to bring the meat for it awesome and so there's 21 people you got to bring meat for 21 people but you figure 30 because you're not going to be those people right and so we still have a lot of (laughs) (laughs) we're eating meat ground beef with everything now there's lots of jambalaya for her i'm doing like some Pork rind nachos because it keeps with the keto, but it pork also pork rind nachos. Listen to that, right? I know. There. Ha- I know. What? Well, I, I, pork rinds are one of those things. I, you know, I've got my like I said, I've got my timeless fight on Supreme by Nat Sherman. It's a tough draw. Is it? I have a tough draw. It's a torpedo. That's a beautiful label. Though. It, it is a beautiful label. It looks like an old uh, wristwatch. Yeah. Uh, kind of shape and form and, and the lettering. Uh, and it's timeless, kind of has that 60s yeah, uh, kinda, yeah. feel for it's the logo. It's a little groovy. Groovy, right. It, it's a tough draw. I'm going to do something a little unusual with my logable one here. Um, what you can do, it creates, I think, an exothermic reaction. You put a little tiny amount of water in there. So I'm going to do that right now. She's going for meat. Lovable one is a peaty scotch. It's not intensely crazy peaty, but you know, if you know you don't like the peated ones, stay away from the lovable one. And she's you dropping a little bit of water here. Now she tiny, had, tiny amount. And she had previously stated that if you put a cube of ice in her scotch, she would punch you down. And I see her putting water. Lisa's just dropping a little drop of water in there to let the flavors come out. It changes the entire flavor. And here's the result. And since it's a food episode, yeah, this is a drink, but, you know, I wanted to experiment and do something a little unusual with it. Sushi's another good one. A lot of people don't like sushi or won't try sushi or anything else like that. That's another little stretch. Um, But I I think sushi has become way more mainstream compared to where it used to be. And Thai food, having a curry, I mean, the curry is so hot. I mean, I have had a curry it before. It can be, yeah. And I have had a curry made by Indians, and the, I mean, it is the hottest food yeah. I have ever tasted in my life. I, I mean, know, a fantastic Indian food restaurant, very authentic. They do not serve meat. It's all vegetarian options. And they asked me the spiciness level that I wanted I'm like, give me a five. I go American. I got a five. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me like, "Does this? Can this white girl handle an Indian five? Right. Because an and Indian he five. sized me up sure. and decided, "Yeah, okay. We profiled you. We'll That's give cool. her a five. Oh yeah. And it was hot. Kapow. Yeah. 
mean, it's delicious. My face would have melted off. <laughs> I mean, my face would have melted off. I would have smelled it, and it would have melted yeah. off. So what's the most adventurous food you've ever tried? I would say octopus. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. Okay. Uh, octopus. Um, I, you know, <clears throat> seafood for me is always delicious, but I think octopus is, I think, as far as the uh, adventurous in that breath has been. Uh, I've had seafood that has been pulled out of the ocean that day yeah. and made. And Which you, is the best way to have it. And if you have that opportunity, definitely take that. I mean, yeah. and I like oysters. Okay. I really like oysters. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of oysters. As far as octopus, I've been in London, went to a little Spanish restaurant, ordered the octopus, and I was surprised when they brought out, it was small, but it was a whole octopus. And I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, I don't know what to do with this thing. <laughs> Where do I start? Yeah, what am I supposed to eat and not eat? And I don't get it. I, I'm terrible eating crab legs because I'm very messy. I love crab legs. And it's, I Alaskan am, king crab. I am just terrible with breaking the shell and getting the meat out. I. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that it is a lot of effort. And, and don't get me wrong, melted butter is one of the things that I truly enjoy on this earth. But the, And it's so easy to make your own. Yeah. I've got I've got the supplies at home. I'm gonna make some within the next couple of days here. Let me give you the recipe real quick. Go get heavy whipping cream, dump it in the KitchenAid, turn it on, and leave it. About twenty minutes or so. It's going to hit a Willy Wonka moment. You know that part <laughs> in the movie where it starts throwing the foam everywhere? It's going to hit that. And it will separate the butter from the, um, it's buttermilk, I believe. You can use the buttermilk and make like a ranch dressing. And then take that butter, once it all clumps up, remove the buttermilk and... Take the butter over to the sink, rinse it under cold water. You want to do cold water because hot water will melt it, obviously. And um, do that a few times. Put, fill the bowl with cold water and just run the beater until the water is kind of cloudy. Go keep rinsing it until that water comes out clean. Add a little bit of salt. You have the smoothest creamiest, sweetest butter you've ever tasted make your own homemade bread and it's just the best thing on the planet. Everybody's salivating right now. I hope right so. Now. Absolutely it's right so now. easy. You don't do any work except rinsing butter. Rinsing butter. Which is <laughs> not hard. Uh, that's super funny. Yeah, and, and part of the thing with food that makes it so delicious is the smell. It's the way that makes you feel. Mm -hmm. It's the company. I mean, it just it's just like a cigar where you have the orchestra of <clears throat> your mood, yeah. the time of the day, the time of the year, what's going on in your life, oh, who yeah. you're with. I mean, and when everything works out in concert, yeah, it's effortless. And sure. this whole orchestra of food and flavors just hits your mouth. And, and, and it doesn't have to be fancy. It, no. It's the simplest of things. I mean, I like it. You know, uh, chocolate chip cookies are a great I'm example. Wondering. I mean, just everybody can take a deep breath and smell chocolate chip cookies mm -hmm. right now, and it takes them back to a happy place. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's what food does. Oysters, I will, I will put in with the cocktail sauce, the horseradish, and uh, I will put a little more horseradish, and I I can eat uh, dozens. Of dozens. I like horseradish, <laughs> but it's the Cocktail sauce itself. The tomato-based products are not my favorite. Usually there's a lot of sugar in the tomatoes, and it's not my thing. I'm in the middle of my Nat Sherman, and it's still hot, and it's good. Like I said, it's a dark wrapper, so it's got a, it's a little heavier content. It pairs well with the monkey shoulder. The monkey shoulder is it's a young scotch, so it's got a little bite to it. Um, the vanilla brings out the cigar. It really does bring out nice. the cigar very well. So it actually adds to the cigar, I would say. Um, and if you're, go to, and if you go like fish, try oysters, become in a half dozen, mm -hmm. uh, get to, get to half dozen, give it a try. It's not, and tell, and, and this is where you, you've got to trust your restaurant too, especially sure. if you're going out and you're like, let's say you're at a fish market or you're at a fish place. Mm -hmm. 
tell your guy or girl, tell your waitress or waiter, I've never tried this before. Yeah. Give me, I want a taster. Yeah. And be honest with them, and they'll help. Yeah, they will. I mean, they'll suit, they'll they'll help. And the thing that I've helped that has helped me eat more oysters than I care to mention <laughs> is always a glass of champagne. Sure. I mean, if you have a glass of champagne and an oyster, really, how bad is life? So, speaking of fish, and um, we were talking about adventurous foods, the most adventurous thing I've ever tried is pufferfish. It's the poisonous blowfish. That's right. That's the one where you have to be certified. Yes, there are literally 17 places that can serve it legally in the entire United States. Think about that. How big a country we are. 17. That's a pretty small club. They train for decades. Sure. And I went to Seattle, had this master sushi chef. And it's, they make an entire event around it. You have a soup, you have the sashimi. Because you could die. I mean, the sashimi is exquisite. They cut it so thin you can see through it. Sashimi is raw fish, guys. Um, But they arrange it in the shape of a swan, and it's this work of art, but it's also something that if they barely, barely nick it in the wrong place, it's going to kill you. Going to. There's not much coming back from this. And that's why you've got to be certified to serve it. Yeah, that makes sense. And the other thing is, going back from the, uh, let's say that's an intent. Yeah. That's, that's a, a it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Right. That's a, that's a very, and maybe not even for most people. For, yeah, maybe not. And, like, for instance, like, meat and cheese plates are... Charcuterie is lovely. Phenomenal. And you can do your own charcuterie board. Oh, yeah. And now with Giant Eagle and Kroger's, they have all these meat departments and everything yeah. else like that. Especially with all the cheeses and everything. You can go, like for instance, you want to spend a weekend in with your partner and mm-hmm. just enjoy each other's company. And, or you're snowed in, which may be mm-hmm. the case. And you're trying to spice things up. Or you've got a fire. You know, it, it, That's usually where I found the charcuterie very well. You get a couple of bottles of wine. And try some different bottles of wine to go with it. And mm-hmm. then you can get your prosciutto. You can get the salsa yep. right at the counter at yep. the meat mart at the place. And there are a ton of nice little Italian places, especially in Northeast Ohio, butchers. Oh, yeah. Are, that will do this. And it's, it, I mean, they, they retail for about 20 bucks a pound. So, I mean, get a quarter of a pound yeah. of each one of the little things. And then the cheeses, too. I mean, don't, don't skimp on the cheeses as do well. Do not. I mean... There's some amazing cheeses out there. I've had a, I believe it was a goat milk juniper berry. It was a soft cheese. I can't remember exactly what type offhand, but it was phenomenal. You would not think of juniper berries going with a soft cheese. Anything. <laughs> but it, it was killer good. It, that type of scenario you're discussing typical Friday night with me and my guy, except instead of wine, we do the heavily peated scotches, and it's just beautiful. See, there you go. I mean, and then it all goes to what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, you know, the spiced meats, you know, I like I said, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy, so yeah. I, love, I love meat and cheese. And I like blue cheese, so you get it because mm-hmm. there's also different kinds of that. Uh, you, and you can go, and I wouldn't ask the kid that just started there at the cheese no. place. <laughs> But at least with Kroger's and Giant Eagle, which are the two main grocery stores in, in, our, this, area. in this area, uh, and any other, any cheesemonger will, in, for instance, Kent has its own cheesemonger, and they do a great job, and they nice. sell wine and cheese, and they'll do a plate, like for instance, in the oh, summertime, nice. it's great to go to Kent, sit outside, have a bottle of wine, and have a couple of, sure. and just sit down, relax, like you watch the world go by, and it's very, very enjoyable, very, it, it, you're just it, relaxing. It's sure. cathartic in the sense that you're, 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 when you experience the smell, you experience the taste, and it's delicious. And then you can get a little fresh fruit, like maybe some grapes, um, you know, maybe a cracker here or there. Uh, and, you know, if you're, unless you're on a keto diet, you know, then you can make your alterations. But Yeah, mean cheese, go for it. Get right. it, baby. And then, you're uh, fine. Yeah, and just to have that, that just little, that, those tastes. 
and you try those different tastes, and you will I'll try, yeah. this, I'll try a little, like a sharp cheddar or mm-hmm. sharp Parmesan. I mean, um, the uh, the sweet Parmesan cheese. They make a uh, sweet Parmesan cheese. Yeah. That just crumbles in your mouth, and you want to feel like this is dessert. One of the most exquisite dishes I've ever had was they took this massive wheel of Parmesan cheese and they kind of scooped out the middle part of it, used it in other dishes, I'm sure. Made a beautiful pasta, lots of spinach in there. Um, Just a really delicious pasta on its own, but they served it in this Parmesan wheel. And so as you're eating it, you take the big spoon and you scrape some of the Parmesan. And it was like, oh my God, delicious. not only is this delicious, this is the tops on presentation. This is as good as it gets. That wheel of Parmesan had to cost several hundred dollars. And just being presented with that, it's like, okay, you took it to the next level. As, as far as meats, I've got a um, absinthe flavored salami at home, and I think also a coffee-flavored one. That's uh, And some caviar, too. Caviar I have not tried. I should try. Really? I should try that. Oh, it's phenomenal. I should try that. If you get the good stuff. Well, sure. I mean, it's always, that's one of the finer things. Yeah. You know, you're going to get the good stuff. Uh, As far as the, uh, so absinthe tastes like black licorice. And it what, does. It's definitely an acquired taste. And black as licorice, a drink, I hate it. It's a it's a hit or miss because oh, yeah. you either like black licorice. But imagine that with the salami. Yeah. And I'm thinking about that. In I my was mouth. intrigued. I'm just like right, my mouth I is, hate absinthe, but I have to try this. My mouth is thinking about that right now. Yeah. So, I, mean, I know. It it, it you want to you maybe one slice. I would try one slice, and you would you, and again. You just want to let it wash over you. Mm-hmm. And one of the nice things about going to uh, a butcher or anything else like that is you can try this out right. too, because they're a butcher shop. They right. know what you're trying to do. And just and, and the other thing is, like we've talked about a thousand times, it's you. The first, the hardest thing in the world is to look. I don't know what I'm doing here, mm-hmm. but I want to try this. And just going up to the butcher counter and saying, you know. I see this in I see this in your case. I right. want to try a little bit. There, yeah. they'll be like, "Yeah, here you go." You know right. what I mean? And you can try it and be like, "You know what? I'm going to take a pound of that or whatever." Oh yeah, the need may be. And the same thing with cheese, especially uh, especially if you go to a cheesemonger or anything mm-hmm. else like that. You can just take a. And the classic example is that I don't know of anybody that doesn't take their kids to a grocery store that goes get a slice of American cheese so that their kid can have a slice of American. I mean, that's ingrained in us from when we were tiny. Right. I mean, I still do it with my girls. Yeah. (laughs) Every time we go to the grocery store, the only thing they're like, hey, we get a free slice of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) And sure, it's just with American cheese with a slice, you know, no big deal. But it's that, um, it's that attitude. And so, don't be afraid to ask your trusted butcher or your well, cheesemonger and say, in that instance, for yeah. the meat and cheese, using my example, you know, give that a shot. And the same thing if you go to like a sushi restaurant or even a Thai place or a curry place, but just say, hey, listen, I have never had this before. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever had it. What should I eat? Oh, absolutely. And they'll be like, okay, we got you. Absolutely. So the place where I went for the pufferfish, I've been there several times. It's in Seattle. And um, I remember going there with a guy that I'd seen at the time. And we went and ate sushi. At the time. And not my current guy. And um, he serves us all kinds of fish. We had all kinds of sushi. We had gooey duck. Gooey duck. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's a type of clam. It looks obscene. (laughs) Seriously, this would set off several obscenity things on Google images. They'd be like, nope, we can't show that. Can't can't see this at work. Yep. So gooey duck is like this weird, long, unusual clam. And he was telling us, very fresh, very fresh. 
you're like, see how it's still moving? And this thing was twitching. It had come out that day and it twitching. It literally That's is still twitching. And he's flipping it over, flipping it over several times. It smacks it with a mallet. And he's like, very fresh. <laughs> and I'm like, very fresh as he's no killing it in front of kidding. you. <laughs> and then he makes the sushi out of it. And I'm. We ordered so much sushi. I was so full. He comes out from behind the sushi bar and he takes the rice that we had left over. He's like, you wait. I got magic. Magic. And he said several times, see, watch, magic. And he goes behind and he mixes up several herbs and stuff. And he made this ball of rice and it was incredibly tasty and the guy that I was with he's like I know you're full you better eat that got a taste and I'm like oh yeah I'm eating that the master made this put this in perspective um the guy that I was seeing at the time he's fifth degree black belt in Aikido he which is a Japanese martial art and we were talking about it while we were there the way how you bow in Japan, it, there's a whole thing with it. And if you bow, typically you look the person in the eyes as you bow your head. That way you don't get hit in the face. Well, no. Typically it's because you want to make sure they're not drawing a sword on you. Right. You don't want to die. Um, if you greatly respect them, you bow your head with your eyes averted. You are my master. I completely trust you. There's different forms of saying thank you. Domo is thanks. Domo irigato. Thank you very much. I'm... And now everybody's thinking about Domo irigato. I'm getting... Yeah, Yeah. they are. I'm getting (laughs) close on the translations. I can't say I'm perfect. If you say Domo irigato gojimasu, that means no seriously. Thank you very much. As we were leaving, the sushi guy, now this is the same one that prepared the puffer fish. He's the guy. One of 17. In the United States. He bowed his head to us, averted his eyes, and said, Domo Arigato Gojimasu. And just having that. Huge tip. From the master. Oh, yeah. Huge tip. Oh, yeah. You minimum (laughs) double the bill. You <laughs> You're going to hand him a ton of money. You're going to do that anyway just because you know what you're walking into. And the restaurant itself, very unassuming, very casual, except when you realize who this guy is, what he knows. Oh, man. It's perfect. My cigar is not pickle flavor. It's actually <laughs> How we quite doing? decent right Decent. Now. We've gone from pickle to decent. That's the uh, answer. Um, Oddly enough, this is a weird descriptor. I do these a lot of times. I come up with these things that other people are like, wait, what? Old books. Old books. This has the old books sort of... um, It's more of a scent than a taste. Musty musk. It started out musty. It was like dust and pickles, which is not a flavor you want in cigars. But... Man, it's it's coming to its own. Getting the Lagavulin, adding water, smooths it out. It takes kind of the edge off of the peat. So if you're not a big peat fan and you get the uh, Lagavulin, tiny, tiny amount of water. We're talking drops, not huge amounts of water. Right, and if you mess it up, it's not a big deal either. I mean, if you just throw a little splash in there, it's not going to hurt well, you. Well, with vloggable one, that's It's not a cheap if, it, Well, if you're just starting, that's my point. If you're yeah. trying to mitigate the flavor, it's okay just to take a little splash. It's not a real technical measurement. Um, one of the thing, one of the dishes that I like to prepare, especially for a group, and this goes with like the theme of going with that orchestra and having all the moving parts work together. Muscles. Okay. Muscles. So 
Thanksgiving Day, Thanksgiving morning, right? Really? So think about this. Thanksgiving morning, if you live in a suburb or anything else like that, get uh, invite all your friends and mm-hmm. your neighbors and say, listen, before you go to see your family, because that's what we're all doing today, dinner is usually at about 2, mm-hmm. 3 o'clock, usually the standard Thanksgiving Day on that Thursday. Get 5, 10 pounds of uh, mussels, whatever. Okay. You know, however many people come over to the house. Get a huge pot. Huge yeah. pot. Boil them. And you just add in, uh, pick your favorite white wine and get a case because you're going to have some people over. And you put in a ton of garlic, ton of butter. Nice. Ton of garlic, ton of butter. To your tasting. I mean, I like garlic. And I, everybody oh. likes butter. I love garlic, though. And yeah, you, I do, too. You steam the clams and then you serve them as everybody wants them, mm-hmm. right? And so everybody's having a glass of white wine. Everybody's eating a couple of muscles. And again, they're not heavy. It's a not. It's very. It's not heavy. That way, you're not. Right. You, you don't want to. You don't want to ruin your meal, and you don't want to ruin Thanksgiving dinner with you and your family. Sure. Although you may need the glass of wine before you see your family. Yeah. <laughs> and you have you have a glass of white wine. You make the muscles, and then it's that social. Hey, you go to see your family. How yeah. far are you going? You know what I mean. And you have that little social atmosphere. Nice. And then, yeah, like I said, you have everybody over. You know, eight, nine, ten, depending on your crowd mm-hmm. and then that's the nice morning snack and then that's it and so, it's one of those things where everybody you try it once and everybody's like oh my god this is the best idea ever wait so let me get this straight you're pre-gaming thanksgiving absolutely you pre for you. you yeah you're pre-gaming thanksgiving Good for sure but then you've got the muscles and the white wine and that way you get you pile everybody into the car you've got that snack because everybody's nervous but you've got that nice little yeah. Snack. You've had that glass of wine, maybe two, and you're 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 in the zone. You're in the zone. You're feeling it, and you're like, "Yes, okay, I'm ready yeah. to take on whatever my family has to offer." We here. all have that uncle, right? <laughs> we all have that issue, and I, and I that's a great social. It's a very simple thing, you know. Five ten pounds of muscles, very inexpensive. Yeah, and the white wine. It's something drinkable. Get a table of white, get a Zin or a Chardonnay that everybody yeah. likes. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And it's that social atmosphere where the social atmosphere combined with the garlic and the muscles. Sure. It just, it, it works. It really does work. And then once you start it, because the other thing is how do traditions get started? You've got to start you someplace. Just jump in. <laughs> so you've got to start, like, especially now with the uh, weather turning nice and everything else like that, we're going to have opening day. You've got a lot of family and friends who, like, and this is another great example. Like, for instance, when the Indians have their opening day, mm-hmm. it's, that is a, uh, a holiday here in Northeast Ohio. It, is. it, it, it really it, is. It truly is a holiday because everybody's like, where are you going to opening day? And you, you always tailgate in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. You're having a nice heavy sausage with the mustard, with maybe the pickles or the relish. Yeah. And, I mean, this is, a, this is not fancy food by any stretch of the imagination. But it's 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 that that feeling that taste that takes you to that place, and that's the unique ability of food is that that taste like you can taste right now that taste, and it just you know where you are. Right, you know where you are. You're enjoying yourself, and you're enjoying your company, and that's the idea, and that's what food really sure. does. And the trick is just you know, as far as I go experiment. I don't know if I like X cuisine. I can't think of a culture I haven't had. Uh, I haven't had Ethiopian food before. I've had the opportunity. I just haven't. Um, eventually I will. And It's okay to try something and not like it. Yeah. It's very, very important. I mean, don't be afraid to try. It's like cigars and a scotch. I mean, <coughs> Lisa's this is a great metaphor. Lisa tried her cigar at the beginning, and right. she made a face. <laughs> I mean, oh, she, yeah. It tasted like pickles. It, it, she made a face. And that face was not one of, hey, I really like this. It was a face of, eh, I don't know what's going on right now. But I grew into it, you know? But she's at trying Some it. things you like, some things you don't, some things you grow into. One of the really fun ideas I had, and it never took off, per se, um... I started a food club when I was in Lincoln, Nebraska. I used to live there. And 
lot of beef out there in the Philippines. There are tons. Love it. I'm in. Beef and <laughs> beef and corn. Yes. Sweet corn. Beef. Oh, sweet corn. I've had sweet corn Come ice on. cream and literally it's one of the best things I've ever tried ever. I mean, sweet corn ice cream. Corn ice cream, for God's sake. But if you think of it in terms of popcorn, but kind of that kettle corn, the little sweetness of it. Sweet corn ice cream is just exquisite. Um, oh, yeah, and not to step on your story yeah. real quick, but that sweet corn, I mean, it takes you to a place right now where you throw the corn on the grill, you're with your family, you're with your friends, and you just, all you have to do is put a little butter, maybe a touch of salt, and, and you jump into out. that corn <laughs> in the cob, it's going to be dripping <laughs> down your neck. You need a bib. <laughs> oh, God, there's nothing like it. And corn, it's the simplest yeah. thing in the world. And, and the finer things, it really that, is. that's the key, is that you are taking the enjoyment of something that is so simple. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's an ear of corn. Right. It's an ear it's of corn. corn. So... But yeah, I started a food club, and we only had one thing. I moved not too long after it started, and so we didn't really continue. But it was around St. Patrick's Day, so that was kind of our theme. We're going to do Irish-based foods, and I'm looking up, and I'm like, I don't know what they eat in Ireland, particularly. I know they got corned beef. And cabbage. Yeah. Lots it's of great. Cabbage. It's great on day one. Not so great on day two. No, it's not. And so I made Colcannon, which I can't remember offhand, but I think it was like potatoes and cabbage, which is very, very Irish. And it's very simple. And everybody brought their own thing, and it was just a group of friends in my dining room and we're just everybody brings a dish and tries it and have fun and we're going to sit and have a lovely conversation you know i would challenge you if you want to try that go for it steal that idea oh yeah that, yeah invite that... of our friends and just uh well let's see it's um it's april it's may what do we got going on oh well we can grill let's grill stuff Bring some watermelon, bring some steaks. Bananas. The nice. fi- one of the yeah. fi- one of the nice one of the finest desserts uh, in you could ever have. And again, the simplicity of it is uh, if you know how to make homemade whipped cream, that's a bonus. Yeah. You don't have to ha- you don't have to ha- necessarily have the whipped cream. But if you take a banana, and again, bananas are ripe for about fifteen minutes. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> are. They're right for about 15 minutes. In the minutes. middle of the night, typically. <laughs> and, you're, and you're not there for when they're perfectly right. Nope. And, and that's okay. Uh, you take a banana and you grill it. And yeah, like, then I it, tried it, that. it creates the middle where it's like a mush, like a custard kind of thing. Ooh, and then you open up the banana and you eat it with a spoon and it's it's having banana custard. And it, it's very oh. sweet and it, again, you're not adding uh, much of anything to no. the I mean, If you know how to make your own whipped cream, you can put a little whipped cream on this. And as far as desserts are concerned, it's one of those little simplistic ideas that yeah. you can try it on the grill, you can open it up, mm-hmm. and then you have a little whipped cream on there. Kids love it. Absolute, I bet they do. Absolutely love it. And they're like, because you can, conceptually, you're like, a banana on a grill. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, why on earth would I do that? And then you try it, you're like, I've been eating this wrong my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really what you're thinking. Oh my God, I've been eating this wrong my entire life. And and that's the whole idea with the food too, is that you try foods that you really like. Yeah. And you put it in a different context or a different preparation. Right. And you're, are you going to be perfect every time? No. Absolutely. Guys, absolutely I, not. I am phenomenal at baking. I am not the world's best cook. I can follow a recipe and I can turn out these beautiful, exquisite pies like you have never seen before and they're amazing. I can do breads like crazy. Beautiful. If you're not hungry right now, then you're not listening. I cannot cook per se to save my life. I'm just, <laughs> it's not my skill. I spent a lot of years in kitchens that I didn't love, and I talked about in the last episode, I redid my kitchen. I put in the induction cooktop. I've got a pot full right there by 
my stovetop. And I signed up for a CSA box. I would also encourage a lot of you to do that. It's community-supported agriculture. I'm just making that up. I don't know for sure. But essentially, you sign up for a CSA box, and they grow this food, and you get a certain box of vegetables every week. And it's fresh veggies. And it's like, okay, well, I've got chard in my box. I don't know what to do with chard. Yeah, I figure out how to use it. Google the recipe. I figured out, oh my god, I love chard. This stuff is really, really delicious. And, you know, you get to experiment with different things. I figured out, okay, I kind of hate beets and radishes. They're not tasty. I don't know what to do with them. Can't make them taste better. I don't know. You know, play with it. Exactly. I mean, and think about bruschetta. Yeah. Think about how simple bruschetta is. I mean, it's just tomatoes chopped up. Basil. With a little basil, a little vinaigrette. Mozzarella. Maybe a touch of mozzarella. Maybe a little bit of garlic. But again, I'm a huge garlic fan, so I'm going to put garlic on everything. I'm an insane garlic fan. And my daughter's worse. Little pieces of bread. I mean, just the the ingredients alone are very simplistic. I mean, much like the banana, it's very, very simplistic. But then you go out and you have, well, well, what you have is they want to have the bruschetta. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's part of the fire thing. I mean, you've got this simple, super simple dish. I mean, like I said, you're chopping up tomatoes, something that you can do. Tomatoes aren't that expensive. Uh, The French bread that you can cut up is Mm -hmm. not that expensive. And you can, for 10 bucks, I mean... And I make my own, have, for the cost of flour, salt, you know, cheap, easy, for me. Right. And so you, you and this is you've taken the time, and so for the cost of 10 bucks, you can have bruschetta coming out of your ears. Oh, yeah. You know, and and like I said, you, you try these little things, and they're delicious. Yeah. Especially with the weather changing and everything else like that. That's a great summertime... Food. Definitely. It, I mean, I will just the vinaigrette, and then if you can get mm-hmm. fresh mozzarella. Oh yeah. And then yeah, cut it, it makes off. A difference. Well, well, right. So you have the bruschetta, and then you cut the mozzarella to where you want it, and then you put it on right before you eat it. Mm-hmm. That, and you got the coldness of the bruschetta. You got mm-hmm. the little vinaigrette. I mean, I. Sorry, guys. We're <laughs> food porning right now. <laughs> just deal with it. And just the, like I said, the ingredients don't have to be like octopus or the puffer fish. I mean, those are... Octopus can be tricky. Pufferfish, you Definitely. can't tackle on your own. Correct. And we're not recommending so, but those are various, those are very high-end uh, technical dishes. However... Beef the, Wellington. Beef Wellington. Technical. Delicious. Delicious. You better know what you're doing. And and it's okay to try. And those are things where you want to try in you know with your family and friends and everything right. like that. And and just because the ingredients are highly technical doesn't mean you can't do it. You can go with the simple stuff too. I mean, yeah. uh, like like I said, bruschetta, like a banana, and even <laughs> putting a shot of espresso on vanilla ice cream. For, so easy for dessert. It does not take a genius or hard work. It just takes you having that attitude of willingness Mm -hmm. and the ability to try it and go from there. Yeah. So what is a good thing that happened to you this week? For me, a good thing that has happened to me this week is that my girls are learning how to swim and they they are finally at the point where I don't think they're going to drown. Oh, good. (laughs) Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody can drown. But sure. It, it's one of those things. You don't have that terror oh, of, oh no, this is a very <laughs> real possibility. It is a super real possibility. But one of the good things that's going on right now is that my children are learning how, my girls good. are learning how to swim. And they are at that point where you can almost be that trustworthy where like, okay, you yeah. can, you can, they can hold their breath underwater and they're not going to drown without immediate <laughs> intervention. And that's, that's a great thing for me. How about you, Lisa? Um, actually, mine is oddly food-related. This was not planned. I went to an Armenian restaurant with my guy for a friend of his, her birthday party. Um, I've never had Armenian food before, and I'm like... Popping open the log and just having a little bit there you go. more. Um, I'm like, I don't know what they eat there, and... 
I guess the answer is kebabs. There's a fair amount of Russian food. My the guy that I'm seeing is Russian, and shocker. Um, Hence the Russian uh, flavor. Theme. So I've had caviar, and it oh my god, they had you've some had good there. caviar. I've had. Good caviar. Let's, let's preface it with that. You're, you had good caviar. They've had some there, and it it's like little bubbles that literally just pop in your mouth, and it's Boom. got kind of a fishy sort of taste to it. It's, it's a fishy. It's fish. amazing. But they had all sorts of stuff there. Apparently, I get a lot better at speaking Russian the more alcohol I've had. There were about four of us that were drinking, and we killed two bottles of scotch and started on a cognac. And we're starting out the evening. I walk in the restaurant, and I'm like, Pridget, which means hello. And by the end of the evening, he's like, you want a little more? And I'm like, duh, which means yes. She's speaking Russian. And then That's um, what she's telling you. Eventually, it turned to, you know what? I've had a lot of scotch here. <laughs> uh, yet. No. And he's like, choo-choo, which means little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's always that question. Hey, are you sure? Are you sure? A little bit. Come on. And I'm like, uh, yeah, done. And... I had to twist her arm. And then, um, I mean, I'm catching... She's thinking about it right now. That's why pieces she's of the conversation. I get up. I'm dancing, guys. I don't dance. And his sister, obviously also Russian, is like, "We we finish dancing. This is a crazy. We're going in a circle. We're all around the room and everything." And she comes up to me and she's like, "You've got a little Russian blood in you." <laughs> I'm like, okay, I've been accepted by the community. It helps to have those <laughs> bottles. That's great. That's phenomenal. Well, again, thank you for listening to the Fire Things podcast. We appreciate you to find us everywhere you find your podcast. We are now on Spotify, guys. Awesome. It's been a while. We're, We're there. Up. We, we made it. So uh, even try your smart speakers and uh, ask for Play the Finer Things podcast, and you will hear our voices. So continue to do that. Yeah. Or you can get anywhere you find your podcasts. Yes. You want to support the show, we always appreciate it, at patreon.com forward slash Finer Things podcast. Lisa, where can we find you? Intricate Girl on Instagram. And I am at Jet Set Lawyer. And thank you again for listening to the Finer Things podcasting live from the Members Only Lounge here at the beautiful Cigar Lounge in Akron, Ohio. Beautiful, warm, lovely Akron, Ohio. Take care. Bye, guys.